This is Eve's on the Move. My name is Samra Brook. I'm a Williams class of 2008. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and today we're sitting in Rochester, New York. Thank you so much for your time, Senator Brook. Um, it's a pleasure to see you in person here in Rochester on the first day of Eve's on the Move. Um, this is as much as we've explained a project where we're trying to bring um, alumni within their communities and highlight their voice and work within those communities as well as their own personal sort of stories in whichever way they're comfortable sharing as well. The first question I'm going to throw at you is going to be around are there any particular favorite hobbies or projects you've enjoyed in the past year and a half? Ooh, like pandemic hobbies? <laughs> could be pandemic hobbies, it could be pandemic hobbies too. Um, well, interestingly, as you might expect, most of the pandemic for me was spent campaigning because uh, it was my first time running for office. So I had, I think, like over a hundred Zoom events. Um, but in terms of hobbies, I think one of the things that was important for me, at least when everything was kind of shut down and we couldn't be out in the way that we normally are, was I had to take up things that I hadn't done before. So one of those was like running, which is not something I've ever done in my life. And if anyone watches this who went to school with me will be amazed because I really never did physical activity or exercise like that. Um, but it was something I found that was really centering and you didn't need a gym, you didn't need equipment and it was free. So, um, so that's something that I've somewhat kept uh, post pandemic. Uh, definitely not as good as I used to be, but, um, but that was like a new thing that I tried to do aside from campaigning 24 hours a day. Oh, that sounds like the right route to take, especially with the plethora of Zoom meetings and the campaigning. So, um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, you sort of dovetailed into this a little bit, but the next question deals a little bit with what do you do for work mm -hmm. and how does that connect with who you are? Yeah, so um, I am a first-time, uh, first-term state senator, so I took office in January of this year, and that is my full-time position. So I actually learned recently that in some states, it's not a full-time job, so I have to actually clarify that this is a full-time salary position. It's what I do every day, um, and I was joking before when I'm not acting as a senator and working in my government job, most of that time is spent um, fundraising for my next election because uh, they're two-year terms and that's a huge part of it. But um, that's what I do now and to be honest, every part of that job is rooted in my community. You know, I'm originally from Rochester. Actually, where we're standing right now, we're standing in, um, or we're sitting in Village Gate, which is where my Senate office is. But it's also where I came as a kid all the time. Um, I actually, I was a musical theater kid and I took acting classes upstairs in this exact building. And uh, it's really cool because um, this building smells the same way it smelled 25 years ago. And it's like, it always brings back memories and now it's really amazing because you get to create new memories. Like now I'm sitting here as an elected official while before I was like an 11 year old, you know, taking these classes, thinking she'd be on Broadway someday. Um, and so that's really cool because I get to serve the exact community that raised me, that I spent most of my life in. And that's that's really, really great. It, it sort of brings it in a fascinating way, full circle back, yeah. right? It's, it's um, I'm always sort of curious when I hear this, this type of stories from friends and classmates 
what was sort of the spark or the moment in which you realized, I want to do this, one of possibly among hardest jobs right now, especially in, in trying to maintain a balance with your constituents? I know this is sort of a different question outside of our line of questions, if you're comfortable answering that. that yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because um, if you, again, when I was in college especially, this was just not something on my radar. I, 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 was, I was interested in politics a little bit, and I did start off as a political science major, and then it's funny, I think it was one of the first classes I took as a freshman, and, um, or first year, first class I took as a first year for um, poli-sci, I wrote this paper around why people make decisions, like political decisions, and it was this long, like 15-page paper, and I basically got down to the fact that it's mostly like kind of irrational. Like you can't gauge how people are gonna make their political decisions, and it's largely based on psychology. And then that's where I kind of started into psychology, so I ended up being a psychology major, thinking even if I wanted to go into politics someday, um, I didn't know what it would look like, psychology might be more helpful <laughs> than political science, which Incidentally, it is. Um, like understanding people, understanding why they do what they do is huge as an elected official as it is when you're campaigning to talk to people and connect to people. So all of that to say, um, one of the sparks for me was like really a series of sparks of things that just kept happening, right? Like I've always been involved in social change. I did Peace Corps. I've worked in nonprofits. I've done all of that. And um, obviously after 2016, like many of us, I got a lot more involved and spent more time in DC trying to fight for social justice. And then it really the last moment for me was, um, I met Stacey Abrams in 2018 before, she, uh, before her election when she was running for governor. And that was life-changing because the story she talked, like she shared um, about where she comes from, about how you know she didn't have a traditional trajectory to politics. She was a small business owner. She was a novelist. A lot of people don't know she writes romance novels um, and a tax attorney. And she went to Yale Law School, right? Like she still had some of those accolades. But um, I really connected with her story, and that kind of like clicked for me to think someone like that can run for such a big seat. Maybe my background could work for that too. And so actually. The event was in New York that I met her, and two months later I was in Georgia. <laughs> I used the last of my JetBlue reward points and flew to Georgia and knocked doors for her in rural Georgia um, from New York. <clears throat> like just went down there and found a place to stay and did it. And I thought I could I could do this. I loved it. I loved talking to people about these issues, and um, and that was kind of the last thing where I thought, okay, maybe I can actually do it. Wow, that. <laughs> Not to simplify, but that that is inspiring to hear. And, and first of all, thank you for the work in the front lines because, especially in the past year and past years, a lot of our social justice issues are front and center, and we need a lot more of those people who are doing that work. And yeah. it's not easy work, so appreciate it. And I am grateful to hear that story of how you felt so empowered through this kind of cookie crumb. Of trails and yeah. sparks that you found along the way to yeah. to lead you to this decision because this is a major decision for you in many ways. I'm curious if there are any particular you sort of mentioned this paper and you run in psychology in many <laughs> ways, but are there other aspects from your undergraduate uh, experience, any formative aspects that have helped or contributed to 
the work that you're doing now or in your community at any point? Actually, one experience I had um, was actually a winter study that uh, is really cool to share because no one who I usually talk about this with understands what winter study is. So um, it was my sophomore year. <clears throat> they had this really great thing where you could kind of do an independent study. And it was my sophomore year was when Hurricane Katrina hit. And so I remember thinking, and I don't, people probably remember, um, there were students from Xavier and students from Tulane who are like still friends of ours, and they came up and I remember thinking, you know, I thought I was stressed out, right? College is stressful because, you know, I, I didn't get to my job on time or um, I've got a paper to write or I'm tired, whatever. Um, or I'm having issue with a friend, right? Like these are the stressors I had in college. Um, but then these students came up and I started to get to know them and you heard real struggle. Some of them were separated from their families. Some of them didn't have a home to go back to. We were getting clothes together. All of us at the college really um, supported. And so when it came time to do winter study in January, a couple of us thought, why would we just stay here and you know do a, a random, like I took um, like crocheting or something like, you know, instead of that, we could actually make a difference and try to help. And so we asked the school, we wrote a grant, we got funding, which is amazing. The school actually helped fund this because I didn't have money for a flight to Mississippi. Um, and a group of us went down to Biloxi, Mississippi, and we volunteered with uh, this organization that did disaster relief. I'd never done disaster relief before. Um, I didn't know what I got myself into. I just knew that it was something I had to do. We slept on the floor of a church for four weeks, and I met people from all over the world. I met people from Australia. I met executives from Visa who would come down to help with like project planning, um, healthcare workers. It was just such a formative experience for me, and. And actually, the school um, has a requirement that you have to like journal. You have to report on what you did, which is good accountability. So it also forced me to reflect. And I remember I shared with everyone this one thing that I took out of it, which was this was the first time my work wasn't either to like pay a bill, right? Like I'd always had lots of jobs to pay for college and all these things, or to get a good grade for myself, which was. A new thing for me like the work I did was only to serve others right I wasn't getting a paycheck and I wasn't you know trying to get good grades or whatever it was and that was this like click for me too around the fact that I wanted to do service more and I think that's why when I graduated from Williams I went straight to the Peace Corps because I was hooked on trying to do some kind of volunteer work but that was um, that was such an incredible experience and not everyone gets to do that so it was it, I was grateful that I was at a place that would actually support it thank you for sharing that it's it's amazing to hear about that that experience because actually I remember a little bit of hearing about that project. Yeah. Somehow, the pipeline of the students that came. Yeah. Um, I'm going to turn a little bit just to the latter part of our interview, yeah. uh, a little bit to more reflective questions for yourself um, around, this one's very simple, I hope, but <laughs> what brings you joy? <laughs> oh, bring, so many things bring me joy. Um, actually, it's a really funny story I'll share really quickly. <laughs> Um, I was on a call with someone the other day and I was like sitting in my car wrapping up a call with a friend and literally in the middle of the call I, I said, ooh, a cardinal. <laughs> and she didn't know what I was talking about or why I like distract, I was so distracted. And I told her, I was like, it's not that I'm distracted, I'm very interested in what you're saying, but I feel like especially over the last year and a half or two years, I've tried to find all the smallest ways to find joy because it's not always gonna be some grand thing that happens. Like, I felt joy when I won my election. That was amazing, <laughs> you know? Um, I feel joy when we can help someone get their unemployment benefits that haven't gotten paid for six months. 
but that doesn't always happen every day. And so like I try to find at least small things. And so I explained to her, it's not that I'm not listening to you, it's that I've somehow found joy in finding cardinals <laughs> because um, they're usually rare. Like you never see cardinals. And so I'm not even a bird person, but there was just something so kind of nice about that, that this random little bird that I think is supposed to be a winter bird, but it's summer and it was just kind of cool to see them. So it's like, that's nothing big, but um, there's all these like small ways, you know, that you can just find something to smile about. Um, and I have to give a shout out to my new puppy too. He brings me a lot of joy. I almost brought him, but he's a little squirmy. I know. <laughs> and um, I actually got him, I tried to get him during the campaign and my husband was not having it because we were very busy as everyone was getting dogs in the pandemic. And then I saw that AOC got a dog after her election. So I told him if I win, I should also be able to get a dog. Um, and somehow it worked. So anyways, I got him in the middle of budget season, which is the most stressful time as a legislator. And he has been my little joy every day because he always does something that's ridiculous. Um, and you can just like laugh about it. So that's, that's my constant joy. What's your puppy's name? Kofi. My husband named him. He has high, like, high expectations for our puppy after Kofi Annan. <laughs> so he's, he has yet to live up to those expectations, but he's still cute, so it's okay. That is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's the if anything, this, this moment for us has highlighted the, the simplicity in some aspects. It brings some yeah. yes. meditation to our lives, which is put things into perspective of what's important. Um, sure, sure. And, and that sort of leads me to sort of my final question to you, which is around, if you're writing, picture yourself writing a thank you note, who would you be writing that thank you note and what would it say? So I'm gonna break the rules a little bit. I can't choose one person. <laughs> um, and here's why, I think I have a good reason. Um, the truth is, you know, the position I'm in now um, is incredibly challenging. There are all sorts of obstacles every day. Um, but one of the things that really keeps me going, in addition to finding the joy with the cardinals that uh, pop up once in a while and my little uh, puppy, are um, thinking about all of the people that helped you get to where you are. And so I just want to say thank you to them, right? And, and show gratitude to them because the truth is, so many people, either people who have known me for 30 something years or people who just met me, you know, 10 minutes ago, all at some point chose to, in some ways, take a risk to believe that I could achieve something greater, believe that, you know, believe in me. And, um, and that is something that, going back to bringing joy, that also brings me joy every single day, just that gratitude and appreciation that people show up for you, even when it's difficult. And um, so I have to say thank you to all of them. We are deeply grateful on that note to you. Um, we're filled with gratitude because a lot of this project relies on sort of naming that out loud in different ways for different alongs. And so thank you for sharing yourself as a human being in this world through the journey you've had as a person, coming back to your community and to the magnificent achievement of you know becoming state senator for your own district um, here in New York State. Um, are there any Last uh, words you like to share in general, particular, uh, whether it's around this project or anything particular that you're curious about at all? Um, two things. One, if you are a young woman, consider running for office, and you heard it here, DM me on Twitter, email me, I will help you. I will talk to any young woman who wants to run for office. 
um, or femme presenting person who wants to run for office. And two, go Eves. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm deeply grateful for your time, Senator Brood. Thanks. For other alumni stories, please check out alumni.williams.edu forward slash 200. Thanks for tuning in.